dad suggested we talk about or we watch uh he said some of the animated star trek shows are good but i told him I didn't i'm surprised I could, he didn't say mash i told him i didn't think i could get you into animated uh i, I didn't think i could get you into science fiction so yeah i only like pure science fiction like star wars so. plus if we did that your dad would listen and then he'd hear you cuss do you want that walker he is listening so I'm no, sure he's he not listening He's not he, is, he said he was listening the other day. Yeah, he's a liar. Yeah, he said he liked it, so he probably wasn't listening. Definitely wasn't listening then. Yeah, I think he said I like it was that really funny good. thing you said. <laughs> he said your all's mic sounded fine, so he yeah. obviously didn't listen. Shoo. But good thing we got those in the mail. Who knows? We might sound better someday. Mm, well, the audio will be better at least. I don't know about the content. My boom arm is like lost in the mail, so hopefully I'll get that addressed the next couple of really? days. Really? Yeah. So I have a mic. I just don't have the boom arm to actually hold the mic yet. You just have you can hold it like uh Mr. Kennedy. <laughs> yeah. Kennedy. <laughs> so you're gonna beat around the bush, you're gonna tell me what you really think about NFTs, Walker. You know, I don't really know much about them. Like, I, I know that I, I have the basic sense of uh, what they are. Well, actually, the Larry David Super Bowl commercial is running mm -hmm. right now about crypto NFTs. Um, I'm just going to take my chances and ignore NFTs and Bitcoin and crypto and not get a single one. And if civilization falls and I, I didn't make the move there, I wasn't proactive then that's on me but other, otherwise you know so in my opinion here's what's happening bitcoin has gone crazy and i think bitcoin is not going anywhere yeah maybe not bitcoin's not going anywhere but all these other shit coins that are coming out now i think those are being created and people are pushing those because of a little bit of fomo fear of missing out People that heard about Bitcoin but didn't buy Bitcoin in 2011 or whatever, now they're saying, well, okay, well, what's the next thing? What's the next opportunity for me to throw some money at something so that right. I can get rich? The problem is nobody's going to want your shit coin. Your shit coin's not backed by anything. And honestly, I think that generally speaking, crypto, with an exception of Bitcoin, because it's kind of been established, but even that's being sabotaged, Uncle Sam is not going to let that be good. He's going to find creative ways to tax the hell out of you every step of the way because that's not government regulated and they're not going to be a fan of that. Yeah, we all know if you want to make real money, you need to start 10 years before it's legal and run an, <laughs> right. run an underground operation. If you manage to avoid jail, once it's legitimized, you'll yeah. be retroactively uh, liberated to do whatever you want. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to get any Bitcoins. I'll probably have to someday. Someday it'll be like you could probably get change in Bitcoins one day. No, I think Bitcoin is on the way to becoming legitimized and mainstream. I think that it's still going to always be taxed very, very heavily in a way that's really like beyond what's reasonable. But that's just Uncle Sam saying, screw you the whole way. Uh, but a lot of these other coins... And like, you know, far be it for me to sit here and act like I'm some sort of an expert. But I just think that the general public is in a situation now where they're like, man, I missed the bus on Bitcoin. 
what's the next thing? I want to get it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be on the next thing. So everybody, and they all prop up there because they, they don't want to sound like dummies. So, uh, well, if you have this coin, this is going to be the right, this is the next big one. So they don't feel like dummies. And also what they're trying to do is get you to buy it so that one day they can sell it and they'll have one up on you. They want you holding the bag. Did you watch that video I sent you that where Waka Flocka was talking about how Trump taught him how to not pay taxes? Yeah, and got to put it in a LLC and then the LLC and this, and this, yeah. I mean, he's a trust fund kid, so of course he knows these things. But mm-hmm. Dope rapper, though. He's got flames. I got a whole lot of money. I guess the sports kind of like chill out for a little while until the NCAA tournament and the Masters. We have almost successfully navigated through the worst month of the year. We have 12 months, and this is the 12th best month we're in right now. And once we finish that, things look up for quite a while. March starts a little slow, but by the time you get to the end of it, everything is awesome. I didn't realize you hated Black History Month so much. <laughs> wow. Don't put that on me. If anything, if I was a black man, I would be saying, give us a better month to celebrate. Because, oh, like, gee. let's be real, like, like May or June, that would be those May, June, July. Those are the best months. Give them give give Black History Month to those. You know what? Give them give them. Black History Quarter. Give them three months. That would be sick. And three of the best months. February is awful. I mean, except Michael Jordan's birthday. Oh, yeah. Shout out MJ. One of the best shooting guards to play for Chicago of all time. One of the most successful people from North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he was a great player. It's like I talked to Kobe before every game. Kobe, I would say he was my best friend, and that's the Kobe. We gotta go win this game, Kobe. And you wouldn't know nothing about that, Chuckster. That's why I got four rings. You got none over here. Because me, and man, Kobe cut that out, man. Cut that shit out, man. You said Adam Silver's uh, talking about the rules with Irving. He's like, that's got to be one of the worst rules in the history of civilization. And Kenny and Shaq go, how far back are we going here, Chuck? <laughs> it's bad when Ernie has to be like, whoa, Chuck. Yeah, slow down, down pump there. the brakes. I don't, think, I don't think Chuck always thinks. I think he's part of the thing that makes him so charming is that he's just like, I'm just going to say something. And then maybe after the fact, he'd be like, okay, maybe let me walk that back a minute. But there's a... Uh, a level of earnest that you can appreciate out of him. Here, let me turn it off. It's too distracting. Did you really just crush that whole sandwich? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, I haven't really eaten today. Well, what kind of sandwich did you get? And I swear to God, if you tell me it was some sort of a cold sandwich... No, it was hot. It's called a hook and ladder. Uh-huh. So it had roast beef, turkey, ham, and then veggies. It's good. Did they toast it? Is that what you're saying? Like, uh-huh. Okay. 
they have cold subs like they've got the tuna sub and i'm sure you can get all your subs cold i guess if you want but i think most of them standard come hot okay have you been waiting on me i'm good whenever no you're good so you have bitcoins don't you do you have any doge coins i i had some bitcoin and i had some doge coin uh, I think I got out pretty much broke even. I just got tired of the volatility of it. I was just like, I can't, I can't deal, deal with this anymore. It's just ridiculous. Like every time Elon sends a tweet, it'll go way up or way down. And I was just like, screw this. And then plus when they started talking about the tax implications, I was just like, I'm out, forget about it. It was just, it was just like a few hundred bucks and it was just like playing with it anyways. I'm not, you know, some kind of crazy. But I was just like, this is ridiculous. I'm, I'm not going to play this game anymore. Yeah, they're going to really get people on, like, misfiled tax returns and stuff like that. Like, oh, you messed that up. The Sorry. idea the idea of digital currency and the idea of it being separate from any government makes sense. Because at the end of the day, everything we're doing is just bartering. We're just trading. You know what I'm saying? Like, the value of a dollar is what we assign it. So the idea of a digital currency that is not backed by anything other than just like what the people, what, you know, give it, it makes sense. But I think these governments are too big to uh, let something like that overtake their own dollars. Oh yeah. That being said, I wish I had thrown a few hundred bucks in crypto back when I first heard about it in like 2011. Yeah, I mean, then the real folk dudes podcast will be real big. I think a lot of it was like dark web and stuff like that. I don't even. Yeah, it wasn't. It it was so maker of Bitcoin. Yeah, it was so illegitimate that like the the means you would go through to actually purchase it was so you know. But like you know, you you may still be able to buy computers that are like specially made to be able to mine Bitcoin and things like that, but. Yeah, it's not like you could just get, I mean, like you can't, you couldn't download the Robinhood app and buy Bitcoin back then. It wasn't like that. I do like the guy that like spent all, I can't remember what it was, but it was like, he got like $35 worth of Papa John's pizza back in like 2012. Yeah. And it's like today, the amount of Bitcoin that he used to buy that pizza would have been worth like, two million dollars or something stupid like that like oh and honestly i think it was more i think it was like 20 million or something oh yeah i mean it's like getting rid of your beanie babies like oh these aren't going to be worth anything you never know though and now they're worth a fortune right you never know you see i think i'm glad you said that because i think what we're in right now we are in that beanie babies phase with the NFTs and, and with the crypto stuff. So, you know, when we were kids in the nineties, everybody was buying up all the comic books and they were buying up all of the baseball cards. And they thought, man, this stuff is all going to be worth a fortune one day. But the problem is they were making too much of it because, and then they knew they were doing this. It, it was, it was, they were ripping you off. I think what we have right now is a generation of people. They're all getting ripped off because they're like, dude, this is going to be worth a fortune. Right. But you know, we'll see. I mean, this, this can end up on cold takes exposed very easily. And I, you know, I'm not claiming to be an expert. It just feels like a lot of bull to me. Or it'll be around, but it'll just be like worth a dollar. It'll just be like normal. Dollars. Yeah. Like it never changed. Yeah. 
but everybody thinks that they're, you know, seeing the future. Oh, dude, I'm telling you, this is it. This is the big one. You didn't buy cum coin? Please tell me you got fart bucks at least. Oh, I got both. I got some. Uh, oh, I got pubes, bro. Yeah, I got some buttocks bucks. <laughs> Did you see? I think I sent you the meme. It was like, in Europe, they don't have Dollar General. They have Poundland. <laughs> I saw that. That's pretty fun. Yeah. Taking your mom to Poundland. I didn't realize, like, people call guns hammers out there. Hmm. Well, I never hammer. Don't make me hammer whip you. If you had to give up one for the rest of your life, would you give up your cell phone or phones in general or being able to drive? If I had to give up one of the three? Well, one of the two. Phones or car or driving car, that is. I'll keep phone. I mean, I could live in yeah. a place of public transit. That's the that's the correct answer. In today's day and age, you can Uber anywhere. That's the I think that's the best answer. You can only keep one. Meat, yeah. meat or sweets. And that means like donuts, cakes, cookies, candy. Yeah. Sweets. I like I like you gonna keep the sweet soda. Yeah. I like soda too much. And I yeah. go periods and don't eat meat. So Yeah, that's you okay. I know you were vegetarian for a little while anyway, so I figured so. that would but I've never been uh, a sugar terrian, so yeah. whatever. Yeah, I'd hate to see if you couldn't get your Starbucks with your cinnamon sprinkles with and yeah. sugar added. I need my pixie dust. Hello, my friends. Welcome to another episode of the Real Folk Dudes podcast. I'm your water-breathing companion, Jazzy Jeff. Alongside me, on the other side of the laptop, on the other side of the country, the infamous blower of gourds, West Coast Walker. What's up? Don't stop, man. Time for the finale. Real Folk Dudes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Subscribe so you never miss an episode. And while you're at it, leave us a review and five stars. Sanctuary, Sanctuary Esports, at Sanctuary underscore GG, SanctuaryGG.com. Breaking news, Sanctuary Esports wants you, not a gamer, doesn't matter. Come be a part of something different. Join us in an inclusive community that grows, who supports one another. Come vibe with us. Start your journey today at Sanctuary underscore GG. Balls, if you're looking for a new form of refreshment with a blast of energy, Check out a balls made with real guarana balls, 25 years of fuel. Episode 25, Sugoku Kanao Tsuri. What do you think about this one? This is a, you get, it's another backstory episode, a lot of feels. Uh, just illuminations on things that you could suspect about a character and just kind of giving you more context to explain their behaviors, which they've done in other episodes, but um not with so yeah not with someone that is you know uh it's not one of the main it's literally just someone that you just met not a demon it's another mm -hmm. slayer 
that you're getting a backstory on that I'd say is a, probably a pretty special character all in all. Um, but at this point, we're just learning about her, you know? Yeah. So the episode opens with Tanjiro. He's having an unusual request here. He asks Naho, Kyo, and Sumi to beat him with carpet beaters if he stops his total concentration breathing while he sleeps. And they are more than happy to oblige this request. So we see Tanjiro sleeping at night now. He's cuddled up in his bed. And uh, his helpers are, are waiting there, ready to just beat the hell out of him if they get the opportunity. Suddenly, he starts snoring, and they wail on the boy. And uh, he's like, give me another try. Give me another try. And he messes up again, and he gets beat again. <laughs> so Tanjiro probably didn't get the best sleep that night. So the morning comes, and Kanao is like, just you again today, huh? And Tanjiro tries his best to uh, smooth things over and be like, you know, hey, uh, you know, they're, you know, doing their best here. It kind of falls on deaf ears. Like, come on, dude, you can't really excuse this the way they're they're ignoring their training. So we get more training. We get Tanjiro, Tanjiro doing his usual regimen as he focuses on his total concentration breathing. We see Inosuke and Zenitsu now actually peaking um, watching the workouts as they're happening yeah, and they get good. they get spotted and they act very like embarrassed as they should be zenit uh i think zenitsu Zen says something like he sees tanjiro and i think it's a combination of two things seeing tanjiro with all the girls and training zenitsu just goes not good <laughs> <laughs> so now we see tanjiro blowing the gourd in the front yard uh he pops his first gourd uh, I'm sure you remember when you popped your first gourd. Yeah, I felt like Eminem coming out at the Super Bowl halftime show. Mm. So Naho, Kyo, and Sumi, they're super excited. They cheer him on here, and now he's ready to take on the huge gourd. Uh, Zenitsu and Inosuke are peeking through. Uh, they're blushing now. They're still super embarrassed. We get an early morning scene here in the infirmary. Zenitsu wakes up, and he sees Tanjiro is already out training. His sparrow comes to him, and he wants to be comforted, as is usual. And his sparrow is like, dude, get your ass to work. Yeah, so he just so he starts arguing with the birds. Yes. So Zenitsu takes his medicine here, both figuratively and literally, because he needs to take his medicine so he does not become a spider. Inosuke wakes up, stands on the bed, blows steam through his nostrils, and is like, dude, like, it's, we, we got to quit being so lame. Yeah, I think he and I think he screwed up Zenitsu's name. He was like, you know, uh, he, did. <laughs> he was like, minute, minute, Monitsu. It's yeah. time. <laughs> like, he was very serious the whole time. I'm, it was refreshing to see Inosuke being Inosuke again, too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So now the two get back to work. Lady Kocho catches them up, uh, catches them up to speed here, explains to them that Tanjiro has been doing total concentration breathing 24 7 at this point. And then she goes on to showcase why she is the smartest of all the Hashira right here. So she goes to Inosuke and she's like, yeah, you probably couldn't do this total concentration breathing 24 seven. It's just, it's just too hard for you. I get it. Like you're probably just not tough enough for it. And then she goes to Zenitsu and she's like, just give it your all. I'm your number one supporter. Right. She knew exactly the buttons to press on these kids. Not something you could do with, 20 students at once but with two students at once you can do some kind of individual coaching here 
Yeah. And not just two students, two students that look, that go so far into a certain like character trait that it's, it it's, if you're perceptive, you can read that and identify like the most effective way, because these two guys, there's not a lot of nuance in them. It's very much, they're leaning heavily into one direction or the other. So Lady Cocho approaches K-Now now, and she suggests that she work out with the boys. So she nods, and we see her walk over to the well, and she flips a coin, and it lands on heads. Now we see a flashback. We see a young and poor K-Now. I mean, we're talking like flies everywhere. She's, you know, like in rags. Was this another Inosuke? I think this is another sub versus dub thing, because when – Canal was trying to get in Inosuke's head and motivate him. In the sub, he was like, whatever, I'll bash you up big time. And in the dub, he He's said... He's like, I'll squish your head or something, didn't he? What was in he the dub, No, in the dub, he said, I'll rip off your breasts. That's right. Yeah. I wasn't so going like, to mention that because this is a PG podcast. But So once again, like, you know, just it, it's really it's really just whatever you like. It's all the same. Yeah. But here's the thing. We've gone through 20, 25 episodes now, and that's what, like the third third or fourth time we've mentioned something that's like... Hell of a difference, though. Hell of a difference. Hell of a difference. And honestly, wouldn't in my opinion, I think that the dub is better in that situation. It's a little less corny, but that's just me. Or are you saying you're for women having their breasts ripped off? I mean, I'm not for them being on the record, Walker. big time. On, that's on, on the record. Are you for him being bashed up big time, dude? What the fuck? <laughs> so K-Now in this flashback, she's she's beaten. She's thrown out of her home and she gets sold by her parents. And now we see a dude walking her like she's like a sold. dog. She's she's tied up. Yeah. Sold by her parents. Yeah. Just pretty, pretty rough. no big deal. Well, as she is being walked by her new owner, I guess you would say. Lady Cocho and her sister approach the man. They ask, what the hell is going on here? And he has the audacity, the audacity of this man to act like they're the weird ones. He's like, what? She's mine. Like, excuse me? Yeah, just good old, you know. Just, I just got my kid like, tied up. No big deal here. Yep. So they just throw tons of money at him. They make it rain on the man, and they take K-Now and leave. They're like, oh, it was you, all. Dude. It was awesome because, I mean, at this point you see um, with – and see, I didn't know this. You know, we we knew that her sister had passed. What I didn't realize was that Lady Kojo's sister, older sister, was appeared to be a demon slayer. Um, and at that point you saw that she was much like the person that her sister had described to Tanjiro. She was – empathetic to the demons and she was caring and compassionate and at that point kosho still hadn't had her she wasn't wearing that smile that she wears for her sister because she i guess didn't have a reason at that point to wear that smile and so you see the angry um surface level kind of prickly um the partner of canal uh aoe or the the other girl at the manor there that's not as nice as canal and is a little bit more to business but is also more approachable because canal might not talk you don't know so yes. this is kind of a situation where you got to you got to see 
you know, who she was before Lady Cocho, before all those incidents, and then when they get Canal and this awful, horrible, Rui-like, sad backstory. Um, and it's thankful that someone like that wasn't scooped up by Muzan first. You, know, you beat me take- to it. As you were as you were saying that, I was following along, and I was like, man, you know, you, you think about – you know, circumstances and, you know, how things could have been different, you know, maybe she would have been a Kizuki at this point or on, on the fast track. Right. So Shinobu is concerned that Kanao doesn't do anything unless she's explicitly told to do that. So it was a little bit of the, I'm Ron Burgundy. Like I'm going to do exactly what it says. Yeah, she's got she's got some stoicism in there, and that they'll kind of get on get to more as to where that comes from. Yeah, but yeah, when things are outside of her, um, when she's not told and she has like autonomy on something, she she still doesn't know what to do because she's never really had freedom. So, so big big sis is not concerned. She gives Canal a coin, um, so now she is officially two faced she uh, tells her that when she falls in love, she will change, and the flashback ends. We cut to the crow who has great news. They are delivering the new reforged Nichiren swords. Tanjiro can already smell the sweet, sweet, sweet scent of Haganazaka as they are approaching, and when he sees him, he shouts to him, and Haganazaka charges to Tanjiro, How could you snap my sword in two? Yeah, he pulls up. It was yeah. nice that Tanjiro, <laughs> when he was having in the episodes before where he was um, hearing voices in his head and he heard Urukadaki and then he hears the swordsmith uh, go off on him for breaking his sword. So good read there. He was right that indeed in reality and not just his head that he was uh, pissed off about the sword. So. Yes. Haganazaka is accompanied by another masked man who is Kanamori, and uh, he did a Nosuke swords, and he is unlike Haganazaka. This is a, he seemed like a calm guy, and totally, totally. He was very calm until he gives a Nosuke his swords, and a Nosuke goes out, grabs a stone, and starts fixing them. Yeah, and he starts serrations. Uh, he likes. Yeah, he was DIY serrating it with rock, yeah. and then you saw it was funny to see the contrast for a second of that swordsmith, like, oh, this guy helps Inosuke, and then seeing, like, oh, even if the swordsmiths are all different, they all can be very similar if you break their mm-hmm. sword. So, Well, they take great pride in their what they make, yeah. and, like, if you break it, it's disrespectful. And, and in the case with Inosuke, like, he's literally like, okay, man. Uh, so, yeah, the two the two swordsmen, uh, swords crafters, they leave, and they're both super pissed in those cases like what i get a new ball and i just like to take some of the air out of the ball yeah <laughs> that's what all the greats do so nighttime comes tanjiro is laying in his bed and he is succeeding at maintaining his total concentration breathing and when the morning comes tanjiro is amped he is stronger he is healed up uh he's got his new sword and he's feeling himself he plays tag this time and he wins as he grabs Kanao's arm. How romantic, too. It was like they were holding hands there when he was able to catch her. It was a sweet, sweet moment. He wins the cup game. Uh, he stops himself from splashing the water on her, though, and he just pops the, the cup on top, on top of, of her, head. her head. Yeah. <laughs> he is too just, nice. Like, froze up. She was just yeah. like, what the hell? 
and just show you if you had any doubt of who the leader was. Inosuke and Tanjiro, or Inosuke and uh, Zenitsu are inspired by Tanjiro's success here, and they start to train even harder. We cut to Tanjiro turning his head and coughing as uh, Lady Kocho gives him his physical. Okay, so he wasn't turning his head and coughing, but he did get a physical. She clears him to slay the demons. So, you know, he could play football or hockey or slay demons. And the Tanjiro question of the day here is, have you heard of the Hinogami Kagura? Hinokami Kagura. And she's like, nope. And he asked her if she's heard of fire breathing. She's like, nope, never heard of it. So she doesn't know much about that, except that there is a distinction to be made in the fire breathing and flame breathing. Yeah, suggest- because he said, he said, oh, I figured Rengoku would know or something. And she was like, yeah. whoa, he's just a flame Hashira. Yeah, no, he spits, that, same he spits that flame. He doesn't do, he doesn't spit the super hot fire. Yeah. Uh, he's, she does suggest, though, that uh, the flame Hashira Rengoku might know more to be able to help him, but he's actually already out on a mission. So Tanjiro thanks her and he heads off. And uh, Kocho stops him to tell him, Tanjiro, you're going to do great things. And I think she genuinely means that. This isn't like her telling Zenitsu, like, you can do it. I think she's like, hey, I can tell now that you're special. Yeah, he's he's gotten into that um, that next phase of the train to where they're they're trying to to foster Inosuke and, Ta- and Zenitsu to get to where basically Tanjiro was when he showed up. And now Tanjiro's going for that, the, the next phase. And no, Lady Kocho's, that his coaching is very different. It's a much more advanced nuance to a higher level. Yeah. So it's nighttime and Tanjiro goes to his sister. She's still sleeping. She hasn't gotten up this entire time. This, of course, makes Tanjiro very worried. And uh, he's thankful for his company. He knows he couldn't have gotten here um, without them he's he's now stronger he's fully recovered and uh he knows he's got a hard road ahead of him and he begins to fret and then he hears a voice it's the voice of his sister and she says i know you can do it big brother and he looks at a note uh he then he looks at nezuko and she is still asleep yeah yeah it is funny how like tantra is like so down on himself and all it takes is like one auditory hallucination of encouragement and he's like bulletin board material he's like yep that's it. I'm good. That now. family, though, there's something there because how many times has Nezuko or Tanjiro at this point heard each other's voices or the voices of their parents? Yeah. Well, I think his, I get the sense that his dad was gas. Yeah. I'm getting that impression too. So Tanjiro says, Thanks, Nezuko. I vow to stay strong. And then all of a sudden, choo choo, we see a train rolling. We see blood splash the window of a train car and we see a demon feasting on human flesh. And that is where the episode ends. That'd make a good movie, dude. Ominous ending. <laughs> it would make a pretty good movie, wouldn't it? MVP. I'm going to go ahead and tell you mine. It's Shinobu Kocho. Uh, she proves that she's brilliant. She shows her soft side. And now I will give the floor to Walker so he can gush about his, his favorite character. My MVP is Tanjiro, uh, just because he had reached the next level of training before everyone. He finally got the girl that he was chasing. Um, you only picked Tanjiro out of spite. You know it. No, I'd already had Tanjiro written. I didn't just put that in there. I mean, I thought about giving it to the girls when they said, man, Tanjiro's killing it. 
let's make them some more rice balls. They're like, let's do that. Like they I almost gave so it to those sweet girls that. because they beat the hell out of them every opportunity they got with that uh, carpet beater. Obviously, I almost considered Canal because just of the backstory. And when Tondro beat her, uh, whereupon she agreed to live in Rivendell as a mortal and die a subordinate spouse in 30 to 40 <laughs> years of a new illness with no medicine, not even all the magic and care at L. Ron Hubbard's disposal would save her. He says, there's nothing for you here. Only death. No Blu-ray of Top Gun. Xenu calls us home. Anything you have shown will have won. That's a paradox. And that's the end of the episode. L. Ron Hubbard. Of the cupboard. <laughs> Mr. Cruz. You hobbits smell really bad. You'll never see me watching King of Queens reruns, I'll tell you that. It's because Kevin James is Christian values. It was, you know, uh, in Osuke and Zenitsu, their motivation a lot of times felt predicated on how much attention Tanjiro was getting for what he was doing. Whereas Tanjiro is just focusing on what he's doing and his own gains and not doing it for the, the ladies, not doing it for the show. Mm -hmm. And then getting the ladies in the process for having that attitude. Well, I'm not going to say that there aren't parts of what Tanjiro d does as somewhat self-serving because he is trying to help his family, but it is far more selfless than Inosuke, who is just like, I want to get strong and kick ass. Or is in it too that's like just flying by the seat of his pants. So you don't I, you don't care about any of this NBA all star? You don't care who's going to win the dunk no, contest or nothing? No, no. What about the skills competition? <laughs> now that I probably care even less about. Giannis is competing in the skills competition, so I have to see what kind of paradox this is. Yeah, I don't know. Probably because James Harden said he wasn't skilled that one time. And he's like, I'll show you. I'm going to, on All-Star Weekend, compete in the skills competition. And you show know what? You, you know what? I'd James Harden is just see. so fucked up right now. He probably, you know what I'd rather see? I'd rather, I'd rather you see. Let me handpick the guys to put uh, NBA players to put in the Big Brother house. Let me get like Kevin Durant and Westbrook and James Harden all in the same Big Brother mm -hmm. house. And what what are the audience? What are the, what are all our sports fans at home like? What do you all think? Who yeah. do you think is going to win the skills competition? Yeah, I'm sure they are probably like eyes glued to the screen right now. Well, I was thinking this earlier. Like, I, I think a lot of people like sports and they're just afraid to say it. And let me tell you, like, you can still reject pussy just because like everyone's beating <laughs> down your door because they know you watch sports. Like, you don't have to have sex with them. You could tell That's them true. to leave. So you can still continue living your normal life and watching sports. Man, if my family knew I watched sports, they would be so crushed. Welcome back, Real Folk Dudes Podcast. I'm your water-breathing companion, Jazzy Jeff. Alongside me, on the other side of the laptop, the flame-breathing West Coast Walker. What's up? Let's go. Real Folk Dudes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to your favorite streaming platforms and never miss an episode. At Real Folk Dudes on Twitter, Real Folk Dudes Facebook group. Hit us up on our socials. 
join the real folk dudes community and help us build this thing. Sanctuary, Sanctuary Esports at Sanctuary underscore GG, SanctuaryGG.com. Life is more fun when you play games. Balls. With six energizing flavors, there's a balls bottle six. or can for everyone. Six. 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 Six, dude. <laughs> Episode 26, new mission. It's just hit me, and I'm flooded with emotion here. This will be the final episode of season one of Demon Slayer. That's right. As quickly as we have begun, we have come to an end. I really wish we would have gotten to see Muzan in this episode, but we can settle for his sister, Susan. Susan Kabutsu, she. So we open with an intense game of Grab the Cup. Zenitsu and Inosuke are watching, and this reminded me of Dragon Ball Z, like when Goku would fight Frieza and all the other characters were like, oh my gosh, you're moving so fast, I can't even see them. Kano wins. The score is now 10 to 10, and Tanjiro is clearly, like, exhausted. Big difference from her because she is uh, just chilling, like total flat affect, like just she's just there. But she might he's be clearly tired, improved. Yeah, she, she's not going to show that. She's yeah, so he, like locked yeah. down. Like it's awesome. Yeah, she's got that Mamba mentality. So now the boys go for a nice little total concentration jog. Yeah, and they're like, it's funny. They're like hitting each other in the abs, so like keep their total. They're like, oh, I lost it, and they like hit. Here, I'll hit you in the stomach real quick, and that'll fix it. And Nosuke, I imagine, will be good at that once he figures out how to help people get their oh, breathing back yeah. by punching them. <laughs> he lives for that. So now we're going to see in a other location a woman plucking a Japanese instrument called a biwa. And it kind of looks oh, yeah. like a little little guitar. And we get a trippy little inception scene um, in, inside of a, of a mansion-type place that it reminded me of the episode earlier in the season when the guy that played the drums would like keep changing the rooms no and i think it's the same uh sorcery there i think her instrument was doing that to the rooms so we see all of the lower ranked demons have been summoned and uh, we see a woman begin to speak but then we quickly realize that it is not a woman it is in fact muzan kabuchiji and he makes them all bow this is so much like when lord voldemort gets restored and he like like did his little thing and made all of his helpers come and he's like why didn't you come for me severus sir if i had just known if i got any glimpse that you were still here there was sign severus yeah this is big we have muzan meeting with uh his brothers randy Germain, tito marlin <laughs> and jackie they're discussing uh what happened at the last mission yeah and he makes them all bow immediately they try to speak and he silences them who gave you permission to speak? And we talked about that. The contrast of we knew yes. like how the master let the Hashira be kids and like express themselves and be right, be wrong, blah, blah, blah. Muzan's mm-hmm. like, well, why would you need that if I'm always right? Yeah, like, you need to understand you work for me and everything you do, every breath you take is for me. Yeah. He tells them that Rui has been killed and he asks like, why are you lower ranked demons so freaking weak? He's like, do you not know that you need to eat humans to get more powerful? 
Like that's the way it works. And if you don't do that, you're not useful to me. And he mentions that in over a century, the upper ranks have remained unchanged. So he's like, why am I even wasting my time with you weaklings? Is he he getting rid of second shift? Second shift (laughs) is gone. You're not producing anything. So one of the demons thinks to himself, like, you make it sound like it's so easy. But the fact is, and he's like, oh, the fact fact is what? Facts what? I thought he, he's like, I was just talking to myself. How did he hear me? Yeah. So he grabs him with his giant red crab arm and overflows him with blood and the whole, the dude's whole body explodes. And you know, it is dark and scary when a whole bunch of the world's strongest demons look at what happened and they're like, and something I noticed, like you can at, at once you would hear sometimes all their inner monologues. And I noticed that I don't know if Kabutsa G could hear them the whole time or just ignore them the whole time. It seemed like he had to focus on you. Mm-hmm. to like really read your mind if he wanted to but it doesn't matter like i think the way i see it is i imagine he probably hears a lot of bad comments made by people in their head and he's like i'm just gonna ignore that because in two years i'm just gonna kill him anyway so yeah. Like, whatever yeah so there's another one here uh he's like you're not scared of the hosher are you and they were like no no i'd never I, you know i'd put my life on the line for you and he's like you're not contradicting yourself are you kills her immediately i saw how you looked at her tito i couldn't i couldn't bear (laughs) one of the demons thinks to himself this is hopeless like i I, we can't fight this dude uh and he's gonna kill us all anyway so he just takes off running this this kill this kill that always works (laughs) yeah that was that was never gonna work but it just goes to show like we don't even see the kill happen we just see like dude take off and then we see kabucha g holding his severed head by his hair i like to think he was like muzan like sees him running and he's like you know what hit me an f sharp and then you're <laughs> boom he's just right there it's like yeah he says the 12 kizuki were better off just consisting of the upper ranks and he plans to dismantle the others there's only two lower level demons left and he says do either of you have any last words and one of the demons starts to plead like dude just give me some of your blood if you give me some of your blood, I can get stronger and then I'll be more useful to you. And Muzan's like, give you some of my blood? Excuse me? Like, you're a cockroach. Kills him. So there's one demon left. And this demon has a blank expe- expression. And Kabutuji asks, got any last words? And he's like, oh, I just think it's so awesome that you saved me for last. Like, thank you for letting me. Uh, get killed by someone as awesome as you and thanks for letting me hear the cries of agony of all these people as you kill them and kabuchi's like this motherfucker's spitting it's like that's more like it now you're talking you you win the uh you win all the rights to the chocolate factory the glass <laughs> elevator <laughs> and then the other people you get nothing <laughs> Sometimes the side chick ain't even real. <laughs> now I want a whole other sideshow. I want, I want like Miss, instead Miss of Miss Kabucha G, if you're nasty, <laughs> give me Kabucha G in the chocolate factory. I want to see all of the demons getting killed. I want one of the demons to get killed in like uh, a tube from the chocolate waterfall. I want one of them to get blown up like a giant blueberry. I need, I need all of Kub- Kabucha G in the chocolate factory. Yeah, and then you get like the upper moon, like dancing after every kill. (laughs) 
Shinobu, such a silly nincompoop. Musan, Musan, Kubutsuchi. <laughs> if you are wise, listen. You'll listen to. <laughs> so Kabutsuji goes on to give him a hefty dose of blood here. He basically says, all right, so here's the thing. This is the amount of blood that is either going to make you strong as hell or kill you. If you're strong, though, you're going to be awesome. And if it kills you, eh, you weren't much good to me anyways. Kabutsuji goes on here to confirm that he is a little shook by our boy Tanjiro. And he tells this demon who survives the heavy dose of blood the uh, Kabutuji transfusion. And he says, uh, I'll, if you kill the demon slayer with the Hanafuda earrings, I'll give you more of my blood. And the girl plucks the strings on her Biwa again, and the demon is dropped out of the mansion and is now laying in an alley where a young girl with a Welsh corgi appears and says, Spike, Spike, Spiegel! <laughs> No, no. Then he has a vision of Tanjiro, and he says, I will kill the Hashira and this kid, and I will get more blood. Yeah, what a... Uh, and this was several months ago, so this was right after Rory's death, I guess, when they were he was looking for who was going to take that spot. Um, yeah, kind of sad to think that uh, Rory wasn't up to his standards, that that was like, man, this is really a, He was a bad was like, boy. Yeah. me? Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> how it's do you funny want me to do it, Muzan. I want you just, to do it how I wrote it. Just thinking about like the war of attrition here. Rui killed a ton of low-ranking demon slayers, right? Mm -hmm. And then Rui got killed. And Tanjiro, Zenitsu, and Inosuke are getting a slow promotion here. I don't know if it's actually in rank, but they're getting the training and they're moving up. Well, Rui got killed by Hashira, and all of the other low-ranking demons of the Kizuki, they all got killed off by Kibutsuji, and one of them got promoted. So it is kind of just this war of attrition that we're seeing here. And I guess for him, you know, like, I guess Kibutsuji's like, well, I can always just replace it, like, no, he will. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, but, he's like, you guys sucked. One of you was worthy to move on, and I will go ahead and get a new crop. But no, it really is like that. It's like a company. It's like, hey, we're hiring. We got all kinds of spots. But yeah. what you don't know is, like, no one actually can stay. Everybody, like, quits. They're like, mm -hmm. yeah, we're always hiring. It's like, yeah. fuck yeah. Just trying I'm to find that way. one diamond in the rough. So now we cut to the crow waking our party up in the Hashira headquarters. The crow briefs them on their next mission, the Mugen train. Come on, ride that train. Come ride, ride it. We have more than 40 people have gone missing here, and the party are to meet up with Rengoku on the site by heading west. So now we see Shinobu and the master talking, and he asks her why she recommended Tanjiro, and she tells him that it's because she believes Tanjiro has a pure soul, and will work diligently towards his goals, and that he shows great potential, and that he greatly wants to defeat Kabutsuji. And, uh, and then he said, can I feel your face with my hand? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he does a little uh, face waterfall, like on uh, Face Off with uh, your boy... Um... Morgan Freeman and Jack Nicholson. No, Face Off. Right. 
Oh, okay. sorry. I got that mixed up with a made-up movie in my head. Okay. Shazam. Kazam. Kablam. Mar- Mars Attacks. With the encounter that the boys already had with Kabutuji means that this could be Tandro's destiny. And I don't think this is a guy that takes a stance like that lightly. Tanjiro is ready to go. He's walking down the hall and he gets bumped into by, and when I say bumped into, like he tries to get out of the guy's way and the guy's like, like actively trying to bump him. And, and Tanjiro said, he was like, he went out of his way to yeah. just bump me there. And then we realize that it's the asshole kid from Final Selection. The, the kid that was like totally being mean to like the, the little girls that were like, I don't know, the Wisteria girls. Yeah, this the... Yeah. This guy's uh, a prick. Yeah. This guy. Uh, Tanjiro does notice, though, that he has gotten buff. The kid's been hitting the weight room, taking his protein, taking his vitamins, maybe some trend, and uh, he's he's looking good. And Didn't Tanjiro compliment him? He was like, yeah, you're getting big. <laughs> and he's he like, said, yeah, Damn it's, all, right. said, it's all natty, bro. Uh, Tanjiro tries to be polite. He's like, hey, man, what's up? And the dude just totally just brushes him off, doesn't even acknowledge him, just keeps on moving forward. Keep so moving now, forward. Now Tanjiro is saying farewell to A, 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 How do you say that name? Yeah, it's, it's, it's like A-O-I. A, um, Oi, Aoi. Yeah, and I hope we get more of her moving forward, but she is she the, was, uh, the, the younger girl from Final Selection that wasn't the prick. And uh, he tells her, thank you for everything. And she kind of dismisses his thanks here. She's like, you know, oh, I was lucky to survive final selection. And, you know, I'm too afraid to even engage. That's how like. Yeah, exactly. But Tondro's like, huh? So, yeah, her her plight seems to kind of uh, mirrors in it, Susan, away. If Canal being kind of the Tond, like kind of the Tondro mm-hmm. uh, equivalent, at least at that house. Um, and then her partner being, like I said, more approachable because you could get an answer out of her but much pricklier and you see where you see where that anger comes from and that there's some self-hatred there and some frustration uh because you know she didn't feel that she was she had it she didn't feel she was enough she doesn't have the warm presence that that uh oh that canal has canal has thank you she doesn't have the warm presence that canal has but she is able to have a conversation but like you said it may be a little bit uh rough around the edges at, at, at times. Right. Um, I think she has her guard up. Yeah. Cause it was like, you know, they're leaving and she goes leaving so soon. They've yeah. been there for months. Like, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. <laughs> so Tondro tells her that none of that matters, that all of her emotions will be with him. He'll carry it with her, with him on the battlefield and that she is a part of him now. And Michael Jackson's you are not alone starts to play in the background. And you can see that she kind of melts here. That's a fire song. Isn't it? I believe I can fly by R. Kelly. I thought it was the same song. Yeah, same song. That's piss on you, drip, 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 pee on you. You're getting it mixed up. (laughs) And he says, if I get hurt, I hope to see you again. And then he runs off and uh, she just stands there stunned, just kind of like, oh my gosh, like, 
But you know what? Every time Tondro has an interaction with somebody, he walks away like leaving a big impression on them. And this is just another one in that long list of people that he's done this to. Yeah, it was really sweet. I'll, we'll talk about it, but it was so sweet with his little interaction with Canal in the finale. I don't think this is the last we've seen of her either. No, I don't think so either. So Tondro goes to say goodbye to Canal, and she is sitting on the stoop, and uh, he thanks her. She smiles, and she flips her coin, and it lands on tails. And uh, she's like, all I did was follow orders. No need to thank me. Farewell. Tondro is super hyped to hear her speak. I think this is the first time he's heard her speak since he's been here. And he asks her about her coin. And uh, she says that she flips the coin to decide if uh, things aren't directly ordered to her. So she really is two-faced. And Tondro asks her, why not just decide yourself? You just throw yourself at her. Yeah. (laughs) So she says, because nothing matters. So this is nihilist canal to the max. Yeah, and well, we'll 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 get to it for sure, for sure. Tondro says, "Dude, everything matters. All lives matter." And he grabs your coin, and he says, "We'll let the coin decide whether you'll listen to your own heart from now on." And he flips it super high, catches it. The suspense builds, heads, and he says, "Remember, it's the heart that drives people, so it can grow as strong as it needs to be." And he says goodbye, and he uh, starts to leave, and she stops him, and she's like, "How did you know?" How did you know that it was going to come up heads? And he says, just by chance. But if it did come up tails, I was going to keep flipping it until it came up heads. That was, uh, I mean, such a rom-com moment. But it was, it was beautiful. It was for sweet, her. though. Yeah, and you see her, her trust issues there because she was washing that coin the whole time to see where it actually landed. And, see, and she was going to make her own judgment and not trust what he said it landed on. And she couldn't tell. She's like, oh, I could. She was like, wait a sec. I think it actually landed on what he's saying it landed on. Like he actually, wait, he told the truth. And then he said he was going to keep flipping it, you know, which was super, uh, super it's, condescending mansplaining there by Tanjiro. Very toxic. Yeah, but, but you know what? Like, honestly, like, Canal, you're better than that. Like, I know you had a shitty background, but it's like, don't do some like Ricky Bobby shit. Like, dad, I built my whole life around that philosophy. You ain't first or last. It's like, hell, I was high when I said that, Ricky. Like, dude. You get first, second, third. Yeah. Hell, you could get fourth. (laughs) It's like, okay, at no point were you laying in your bed and you thought, you know, this coin thing is kind of dumb. Like, I'm glad Tondra was able to help peel that away. Like, you could be freed of that stupid chains that you put around yourself. She's like, I will be assistant DA of Gotham one day. Big facts. Now we cut to the boys as they're showing what that mouth do, blowing their gourds. Naho, Kyo, and Sumi are watching, and they all bust, and we get a congratulatory rice ball celebration. Yeah, I wrote a bore on the floor suck session, my fucking M&Ms. And I don't know why the episode wasn't called that. It's ridiculous that they didn't. That's a wasted opportunity. Oh, uh, Dad, I would like some M&M's. <laughs> Dad, say it. <laughs> do, you, do your Logan. Oh. Who's Daddy's number one candy baby? You are. 
fuck off. <laughs> so Tondro sees Giyu and he runs over to him. And I wouldn't say that the two were necessarily peers at this point, but Tondro has definitely from their first interact, their first, re- their first interaction proven himself to be worthy as a demon slayer and as a, a person. And I think that Tanjiro respects Giyu as a fighter, as well as like being able to recognize. And he's Giyu is a big reason why Tanjiro and Nezuko are still alive right now. Well, and Giyu and Tanjiro kind of almost, I mean, it's, it's great to see how their friendship is, has grown from Tanjiro protecting his sister from Giyu to Giyu protecting Tanjiro and his sister Bingo. from from Shinobu and yeah getting to the point where they um I think for for Giyu what noticed what he noted about Tanjiro was his his character and for Tanjiro it was seeing Giyu's skill and then mm-hmm. later on Giyu gets to see more of Tanjiro's skill and Tanjiro obviously getting to see more of Giyu's character you see kind of this mutual tiered respect kind of building because they do they kind of are i mean they look similar they carry themselves similar they got the same taste in women so honestly that's perfectly said you actually said it like what i was trying to convey there uh he asks him about his total concentration breathing at all times he's like how's that going and you know he's like hey keep up the good work on that tanjiro and tanjiro thanks him for vouching for he and nezuko and uh, he's like, how can we ever pay you? And he says, <laughs> thank, me by, thank me by doing good work. Our mission is to kill oh, demons. Man. That's it. So, Got it? And then... So he's so Batman. He, how can he I disapp- thank you? I put in my notes. Dude. I said, he is Batman. He left just like Batman leaving Jim Gordon. He just Dude, disappeared. How do I help you? You do your fucking job. Yeah. That's how you help me. <laughs> What's my job? All right. So Zenitsu and Inosuke, uh, they're saying farewell to Naho, Kiyo, and Sumi. And they tell Ned's, they tell Zenitsu uh, to learn to be respectful and considerate to girls. And he is like, oh, what a, what the, how sick was it that he paused and he was like, okay, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. I'll admit. Bet, 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 bet. Yeah. All right. So now it's time to head out and we see a train. And Inosuke flips out. He has never seen a train before. And Zenitsu is like, dude, it's just a train. And Tanjiro's like, you need to calm down, Inosuke. This could be a deity of the city. And Zenitsu reiterates, dude, it is just a train. And Inosuke tries to headbutt the train. And security guard sees him and he tries to call the police. And Zenitsu grabs the boys and runs because now he has to be the adult for a change. Yeah. And Zenitsu knows, like, Tanjiro and Inosuke, they're country boys and they don't know all the customs. And Zenitsu's like, no, the government hates us. Like, we've got to get, like, no, we got to go. Yeah. yeah. He's like, we got to also hide these swords here. So uh, they hide it. I think it's funny because I feel like if I remember, Inosuke kind of hides it in his back and it, it looks like it would be like stuck in his butt crack. And it made me think about on the Wonder Woman movie. They're like, where did she hide her sword when, when she went to that ball on her back? Because, like, the only way it would work is if it was, like, wedged between her butt cheeks. You know, she says she wearing them jeans that show her butt crack, but my girls can't wear that. Why? Mm. That's where my stash at. <laughs> yeah, they're totally all That's like, John Lennon, to, right? Genius. <laughs> they're totally trying to, like, 
sneak on this train here and i love and anyone i won't go too into it but if people seen the movie or going on i love this kind of this funny irony here of inosuke being ignorant and thinking the train is alive and then them kind of brushing it off like dude there's no way that this train would be alive it's just a train right true yeah so kind of creates a nice little uh, you know, when like Ron, like in Harry Potter, when Ron, he'd be like, he could be like freaking out or joking and then he would be right. But if he like tried to like give a real insight, mm -hmm. he was wrong and whatever Hermione said was right. But when Ron was like joking or like off, kind of like uh, offbeat or like embarrass himself, he would like accidentally be really right. And I think Inosuke is on to something here. Well said. The train takes off. And the boys jump on and Zenitsu looks at Tanjiro and he asks him a, a fair question. He said, wouldn't Nezuko be safer staying with the Demon Slayers at the Demon Slayer headquarters? Why is he and, pretending like he he doesn't care? But good on him for being pragmatic yeah. there for a second to give Tanjiro it's, the chance. It's a fair question. Tanjiro says, it's fine. Wherever we go, we will always be together. Oh, We're man, never going God. to be apart again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree, dude. Thank, uh, yeah, dude, for sure. Yeah. Like, you know, Zen Zenitsu was like, hell yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, no, I agree. Totes malotes. I agree. I just and want that, you to know <laughs> that I was that asking. Is, that is where season one concludes with Tanjiro hammering home the point that he and his baby sister will always be together. On their MVP, way to Hogwarts. <laughs> MVP. MVP. Kaya Hiro Gotuje, the manga artist who created this brilliant art series. Art. Yeah. yeah, that's hard. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Canal. Um, the it just her her story really just kind of pulled at me, and hearing her talk about, I mean, it's it's really heavy stuff to get into, and I, I don't want to like I want to be entertaining. I don't want to get too in the weeds on this, but for her to kind of explain that she was basically born into a form of trafficking human slavery yeah. um to the point that her parents were struggling so much that they had to use their own child as currency to make ends meet and sell her off and she talked about this thread in her being broken and how when that thread broke she couldn't be hurt anymore and that is like that's the birth of her to me, like her, her stoic mannerisms and character and in some ways her indecisiveness, because when yeah. she's not directly told what to do, she's like, crap, like all I know is being told what to do. And um, I do think it's possible to break somebody down to that point. Like she it's like there's nothing that could happen to me that would hurt me or disappoint me because I've already been to the deepest of depths. There's nothing left. And it's why Tanjiro, while expressing it in a different way, has a very kindred spirit to her because yeah. they've both been hurt beyond a certain level of repair to where they're mm -hmm. going to have to live with this great trauma their whole life and make good of it. And they happen to be good, sweet people. And they would make a really good couple if they were to <laughs> No, I loved it. What a great season. It was so much fun watching with you, obviously. And this was a show that I'll be honest, like as much as I like the first few episodes, it's like that train, man. Like it just starts picking up about midway through. And then it was just like full speed ahead. Yeah. Um, 
And I think we're going to get only more of that in season two. It seems like season two is popping off pretty hard. The dub is about, I believe the dub is being released tomorrow on Netflix. Really? Yeah. So we're just in time. Perfection. Yeah. Um, no, but this is the last episode of Real Folk Dudes. There are no more yeah, we, episodes. We're never going to talk done. about anything ever again. This is the last you'll ever hear from us. DB Cooper out of that out of that thing, jumping out the plane. Psych. <laughs> Thought it was over. Should have left you dead, Billy. The Real Folk Dudes ain't going nowhere. Obviously, you can look for us for season two of Demon Slayer. I don't know if that's going to be the next thing that we cover or if we cover another short series or if we'll cover a movie or two. Follow our social media. Keep up to date with us. We're going to keep making content because the real folk dudes will never die. So, yeah, we'll be back with Sailor Moon, episode one, season Walker, one. Walker really wants Sailor Moon. Here's the problem with Sailor Moon. What's the problem I don't, with Sailor Moon? I, okay. Now, I watched Sailor Moon as a kid, and my dad made fun of me for watching Sailor Moon. Like, when you watch that for boy he's like you know you know this show is for girls right and i'm like yeah dad but it's there's a guy on it and he's like are you talking about that guy with the top hat and the cane like <laughs> yeah dad it's tuxedo mask he's tuxedo really mask, sigma. yeah he's yeah. a major sigma he gets all the tail <laughs> he gets girls from all the different planets shut up dad so i'm gonna have to fight walker to stop us from doing a sailor moon breakdown Look, and I'm not saying we'll never do it because I know better than to say never. But if I can wrangle him in and do something that's a little bit more um, modern, up to date, current, something that you guys may be more apt to be watching at the same time as us, animated. We'll try Star to Trek. we'll try to look that way. Animated Star Trek for sure. We know you all want to see it. Nobody wants to see it. Nobody wants to see animated Star Trek, dude. It'd be like just like Rick and Morty, but smarter. Mm. To be fair, you need a very, very, very high IQ to watch Star Trek. Like when Spock says things like that's not logical, like you really have to understand like what he means there. He's like, What does he mean logical. by that? What does he mean by that? And Kurt's Kurt's like, We're going in anyway. Yeehaw. Like, what yeah, does dude, he mean by that? Yeah, but what like if he's cowboy? in on it? What if he's in on it? Well. Well, when he's been, he's been, he's lost rank a couple of times from Starfleet. So, you know, I think for Kirk, it was like he would get promoted to Admiral, but he keeps punching drill sergeants in the face at Starfleet. He always gets dropped down a little bit, but I'm going to go ahead and say definitively that we will not cover this show. But I have heard that Battlestar Galactica, while being very much something that people will laugh at because the name sounds like the dorkiest thing ever, that it is actually a very good show. Totally. I mean, uh, I remember some of the new reboot. I don't, I'm not familiar with the original 70s Battlestar very well. I think my parents watched it somewhat sure. and I think they, they enjoyed it. Dad had some reason that they jumped the shark and he quit watching. Some <laughs> it weird, got too political. <laughs> no, no, like, no, some like technical thing that yeah. no one would notice. But uh, that's like Hannah will watch anything that's like nursing and like, oh, that, they would never do that. They would never use that without, you know, okay, Hannah, like nobody yeah. gives a shit unless they're actually nurses. Like our friend Ryan from high school, he'd get off his shift and uh, watch his favorite show, Cops. But it was like, do you, does that not bother you? Because you're a cop. That's what you spend all day doing. He's like, yeah, I like to see what they're doing wrong so I can like critique them. And he would. That sounds like a blast. Great time. He's probably he's probably a regular listener to this podcast. I think he was deep into anime. 
the, I guess this is a show that pre-COVID, I mean, it was out and people knew about it, but I mean, ugh, since the pandemic, this must have been a lot of show. This must have been a show that a lot of people were watching because it's worldwide famous now. And we weren't trying to chase clout. I think people started watching when they heard that we were watching. That's what I oh, think yeah. happened. Yeah, they, they got a big bump, a, a real a real big, real folk dudes bump. Uh, I, I've been seeing a lot of things on Twitter that make me think that this second season is going to be nails i've seen some some like screenshots and i've seen like little clips that i try not try not to see but you know it's inevitable you like you're scrolling through it and you see it but it looks awesome i'm really looking forward to seeing and i'm curious what you're you know specifically wanting to see in the new in the new series the new season but i want to see nezuko take that next big jump uh they did a really good job of just teasing it with her you saw her do the blood demon art one time you heard her say just a few lines, but you know that moving forward, she is going to be, she's got to be a, a hugely important character because she is vastly different than all the other demons. And I'm curious what the significance of that is and how the story will be told using that significance moving forward. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's she's more different from demons than Tanjiro is from your average oh, yeah. demon slayer. Which yes. is pretty impressive saying that she has um, like programmed blood in her now and to yep. still like stand out from the different demons who all come from one creator, not mm. all the different kinds of styles like the Demon Slayers come from now, maybe not before, but we'll get into that, but maybe not now. So many different styles and types and for her to be um, basically one of one. Yeah. Yeah, she is. I, I think she... The first time I watched the series, I, I liked her. The second time watching the series, she is one of my favorite characters, and I am so excited to see what they do with her moving forward. Yeah, she's, as, as much as I, I love Tanjiro as a great character, but you want to talk about, like, a really, like, great, unique anime character. This is a, this is a really, she, in some ways, could end up being the star of the show just because of how neat, unique she is compared to any real a lot of other animes whereas Tanjiro you're like okay like I see some parallels with Tanjiro and other shonen but yeah. with Nesuko this is a this is not your typical uh uh shonen for for girls right here so I'm curious to see what they do if she is going to face temptation to to switch sides or to give sure, in sure. and try to to you know succumb to her her temptation to to eat blood or you she know already did she already did once i mean when when sodomy as um as gross as sodomy was and as he the, the way he handled it she was still you know struggling because of her um in now intrinsic reaction to, mm -hmm. to blood so no it's going to be it's going to be something that she's going to be um feels like with with uh vampires when you're trying to cut that off it's like a one day at a time thing they probably get like chips and stuff like yeah that. It's, it's like when you quit smoking you never really quit you just don't smoke a cigarette today yeah yeah i've been quitting smoking for like four years now so. yeah exactly um and it's funny because iro kadaki did that trance on her did a hypnotization and everything like that and it's like oh that's cool it's man. all him <laughs> yeah, but you know what? You also gave Tanjiro a mask that's supposed to help protect him, and it got broke literally like the first five minutes of him being on right. his own. So, like, let's not take too much credit, bro. I'll give it to him that he was willing to double down and say because he when he he was the first one to mention seppuku, and he was bringing it up second episode to Tanjiro, like 
if she does someone, you kill her and then you die. Like very much like this is all your thing. And then for that to be over, be like, oh, this is our thing. I'm going to vouch. I'm going to go to bat for these kids. That's how great they were. Like that was pretty powerful stuff to be told over. And that's long form storytelling where they didn't address it for a while. They planted the seeds and then came back to show you how that had cultivated. And it had cultivated in two of the most respected uh, swordsmen present and past willing putting their lives on the line for these yeah. two kids. I'll like, tell you another character I'm really excited to see moving forward is Giyu. Uh, I want to know what his relationship with Tanjiro is going to be. If he's going to take on a mentor role, if maybe Tanjiro will be in some situation one day where he has to like succeed him, because I can definitely see a scenario where he has to sacrifice himself or he gets killed and Tanjiro steps into that role. Yeah, it's like Tanjiro, Tanjiro is very gifted. So was Dick Grayson when all his family died and then he was taken in by the the Batman who when Tanjiro's in scenes with Yi, you kind of see that to where he it's he's the little brother. He's not as cool. He's not the 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 most stoic, you know, solid guy in the conversation whenever you're talking to Giyu. But yeah, I just kept thinking of Dick Grayson and Robin and like, yeah, he really is like being an orphan, being being a a nightwing one day. Yeah, right. No, totally. And like, it's like people think of Robin as corny, but and next to Giyu, anybody would be corny because he's so badass. But Dick Grayson, Robin, whatever, not Jason Todd, but most of the Robins are really the cool Robins. Yeah. The cool Robins that don't, don't get, (laughs) don't don't get blown up or beaten with lead pipes. Uh, That's actually funny that he beat them to death (laughs) with the lead. (laughs) You know, what's weird is that in some of the comics really hated someone. So like some of the comics. Okay. Cause Batman is like sentimental and he'll keep like all the old costumes and he keeps the giant old penny and the old like T-Rex. But he has the uh, the crowbar that Joker used to beat Jason Todd to death in like, one of his glass cases. He's like, yeah, it's significant. Like, dude, that's the last thing I'd want to see. Like, yeah, this is the gun that killed my mom and dad. Like, what the, what is wrong with you, dude? It's like, yeah, he really beat his ass there. Like, I can't lie. Like, that was, that was some good ass kicking there. If you read Death in the Family, there is no way you could walk away from that comic book being like, man, poor, poor uh, Jason Todd. You're like, this kid... Now, I, I get it. He has a, a tragic he backstory. Didn't like all of the other Robins, he just didn't listen at all. He didn't listen for shit. Like, come on, man. Like this, you know, he got what's coming to him. And what's funny is in that run, they had the fans vote. They're like, what do you want to happen? And everyone's like, kill that bastard. So guess what? They killed him. But the fans were like, dude, he sucks. Kill him. And I also love that the fans didn't do a bait and switch and they weren't like, why did you do that? They were like, hell yeah, thank you. <laughs> now, obviously, because comic books won't let anybody die for long, they brought him back as uh, the Red Hood, I think. Yeah. And he's kind of cool, but like, really, it's like Punisher yeah. type stuff. It's like, oh, now because I was dead or pool, I kill. So, like, I'll shoot people. It's like, all right, that's neat. I like deader pool or deadest yeah. pool. Some people don't like Damian Wayne. I think Damian's cool. Like he's like half, like he's like Rajai Ghoul's grandson. Like, cause it's Talia Ghoul and, and Bruce Wayne's kid. Like he is a stone cold killer, but he's not actually a killer. So like, there's a, a real cool dynamic with that. 
but obviously Dick Grayson will always be the goat uh, Robin to me. Rubber lips. <laughs> it's like, what's one Batman quote that Walker knows from all the Batman movies, TV? I know rubber lips from Batman and Robin. That's all you need to know. Are they going to Tim- do freeze? They going to do freeze for real if they get a sequel to Batman? So cool. I'm seeing freeze and I'm seeing uh, Court of Owls, and either one would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, Court of Owls would be great. It'd be kind of weird to have Freeze in like a, a third movie. Like, oh, the trilogy, it all comes to an end with Mr. Freeze. Like, no, I don't know about that. But. Yeah, I don't know how, they're, how they would go to Granted, tie it all together. Because last time they did Mr. Freeze, it killed the Batman franchise almost. So. <laughs> yeah, you think they'll, they'll bring uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger back? They could, they, could bring our, they could bring Arnold Schwarzenegger back as like, Time to chill. The thing of it, it is, could, like, it could be before, like his son. It could be like yeah. Patrick Schwarzenegger or something like that, like his kid or something like that. Before they they brought Schwarzenegger in for a movie that was super campy and didn't know what exactly it wanted to do. Right. Mr. Freeze was a cool character. Like he's Mr. a Freeze very is super sim- cool. Uh, uh, it, it's if you write him well, he's like your own like. Dr. Octopus from Spider-Man. Like he's like, you know, his wife was dying and he, you know, cryogenically freezes her. And like, he's, you know, like he's a sympathetic villain, which makes them captivating. But when you put Arnold Schwarzenegger in here and you put like all these corny lines, like it's going to fall flat. Yeah. It's like, you know, Victor freeze was a, a genius scientist who was, you know, trying to, that you know inspired by i mean like a lot of what's funny about freeze is freeze has like a very uh one of those backstories that can go either way because you know he got really dedicated to everything he was doing to try to i think what was it bring his wife back or something and then went crazy and it's always batman's fault because it probably is batman's fault in some capacity usually so simple I just wanted to pull up a few of these quotes here. The Iceman cometh. <laughs> that, like, that's not, number one. You're not sending me to the cooler. Stay cool, bird boy. All right, everyone. Chill. Cool party. Allow me to break the ice. Adam and evil. Tonight, hell freezes over. Tonight's forecast, a freeze is coming. Let's kick some ice. That's his. That's the whole script. That's his entire script for that movie. I bet he got yeah, twenty million for that. Yeah, exactly. He showed up one day and made all that money. It said ice cold breeze. They're like hell yeah. You know what made me the most mad about that movie is the way they treated my boy Bane. They made him into a joke. They and- just made Bane into like Mark McGuire. Man, look, if you read the comic books in the 90s when they introduced Bane, it was like this build up and build up and build up. And when he finally reveals himself, first of all, he was smart. He released all the villains from uh, the asylum and Batman is running the gauntlet. and He's exhausted. And then when Bane finally reveals himself, 
Batman is exhausted and he beats the shit out of him and he breaks his back. And Batman is out of commission on the comic books for years, for years, because he is broken mentally and physically. He doesn't want to be the Batman anymore. He almost dies and he's paralyzed and he has to rehab and build his brain back up. And at the time, uh, Jean Paul, I think it was the guy's name, was the uh, who was the sword of Azrael. So he became Batman in the fill-in, in the interim, and he kind of went crazy, to, so crazy that Bruce Wayne was like, okay, I got to, you know, get back in the game here. But, like, Bane is a bad boy, and to reduce him to, like, a punchline in that movie, but the whole movie was a joke, so I shouldn't let it bother me, but it was just so rude what they did to my boy Bane. They did, they did him better, I think, in The Dark Knight Rises, even though that Thank movie was kind of messy, but he was awesome in that movie. So it's funny. I love Bane and I thought that he was well portrayed in that movie. I do think it was the, probably the worst of the Nolan trilogy. Maybe. Yeah. So it was so messy. Yeah. And they were coming down off dark Knight, which was untoppable. So, yeah. Well, it's like, what are you gonna do? We just made the best superhero movie of all time. And I know, right, I know right. Marvel fanboys will get mad when they hear that, but like, them just facts. It's not as good as Spawn, but like, comp- yeah. I would say outside of Spawn, I'll give you that it's the greatest comic book movie ever. The live action and the Phantom. Spawn? Come on now. The Phantom. The Phantom with Billy Zane and Spawn with John Leguizamo and then Dark Knight and then Spider-Man 3 and what about then the, Avengers. The animated movie Mask of the Phantasm. That was actually really good. That was awesome. Yeah. That was the Batman uh, animated series movie. Had Kevin Conroy, right? Yeah. The best Batman until yeah, now. Yeah, a, pe- a lot of people would say that. Yeah, until until um, our boy, yeah. Robert Pattinson. Dude, he like, I've been reading so much crap on him that's going to come up now, now that he's in this movie and smart on him, I think, to like get ahead of it and be like, yeah, I'll talk about Twilight and whatever because I'm going to hear about it anyway. So he just kind of gets ahead of it. But it's a... Uh, it's funny hearing him talk about how he lived off his Harry Potter money for a while before he got the audition for Twilight. And uh, he like, I think he like showed up to one of the Harry Potter premieres. He was like, it, there was like a Harry Potter premiere going on in like LA or something. And he was like, well, I'm in those movies. So I could probably like walk up there. So he did. And he was like super drunk already. So he's just like hair disheveled just like walking the red carpet at the Harry Potter. And they're like, oh, it's Robert Pattinson from the last Harry Potter movie. Thinking that like he, like he had meant to be there. He literally just walked up drunk. and was like, and just like to go see the movie. Hilarious. That makes me like him even more. Oh, he's the man. He like, he saw, uh, he did the Harry Potter movie and then he put the Harry Potter, like he was like, well, I wouldn't get any acting. So I just started living off that. And he was like, at that point, I thought I was going to be a musician. And he's like, I don't know why. Like, nobody was really saying, like, I need to be a musician. I just kept telling myself I need to be, which I can relate to that. And he was like, I was just playing all these open mics and all these shows, like, trying to, like, get picked up. And then one day, like, I got the call for Twilight and did that because the music wasn't going anywhere. But, yeah, he thought that it was kind of like when Johnny Depp first started out. Johnny Depp thought he was going to be a music guy. And Robert Pattinson's kind of cool like that that's interesting music. yeah I, I didn't realize that his uh newer movie i saw i think 
it was another uh nolan movie uh tenet, tenet. that was really mm-hmm. good i haven't seen that yet maybe i'll watch that before we went and saw it in theaters it was like the first like post covid uh, i guess it was like honestly during covid yeah. that we went to the movie theater um yeah because like, nolan was so was, worried was about yeah. he was so obsessed with that movie being in the theaters like yeah it was a weird then, time though because movies weren't being made and that one was like the last one that hit the theaters like before there was like this giant you know because they couldn't film because I think well, if you if you I think this Batman movie was held up because of COVID in the beginning, yeah, and just general Warner Brothers yeah. disasters. <laughs> I mean, it's not a Warner Brothers movie if it doesn't take eight years to get made from like when they said they were going to start making it. So I will say I learned my lesson though. Uh, when you hear about like issues going on, you can't make too much of it because sometimes it it it's indicative of something and sometimes it's not i heard that joker was like being rewritten on the fly in a lot of things and it came out amazing so i was very scared going into that movie and they knocked it out of the park so it's just hard to tell my dad my dad was asking me if i if he should watch joker and i was like well i don't know if you would have liked taxi driver so but if you would if you like taxi driver whenever you and mom saw that 45 years ago you might like joker so I'm going to go out on a limb and say your dad would not like Joker. Your yeah, mom probably, probably would. He would. He'd be like, oh, I liked him. But then he was like, a, he, then he became like all bad. But dad would probably think his jokes were funny. He probably would think his stand-up was good. He's like, man, yeah. Arthur's stand-up kills. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why people weren't laughing. Dude, what Rough did he crowd. say? It was like, uh, I told my mom I was going to be a comedian. And she said that was the worst idea. Well, nobody's laughing now. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. You got that right, buddy. They should just get Joker 2, and it's like different comedians, like Pete Davidson is Joker 2. <laughs> uh, like, I guess. Is Pete Davidson just going to be like an A-list celebrity from now on? Like, is that just a thing now? Nah. He feels like okay. a trendy. Okay. Yeah, he feels he feels like a trend to me. So no, I would say no. That's just me though. Well, you want to call it a wrap on season season two of Real Folk Dudes? Season two of the Real Folk Dudes has come to an end. It is end of an era, but. Season three of Real Folk Dudes is going to be the next level. Just like our boy Tanjiro taking it up one more notch. West Coast Walker and I both have major upgrades in equipment. Expect a huge production bonus in uh, terms of audio quality. So uh, try not to get your ears too, uh, too blown away at the magnificent sound of our sweet, sweet voices. I'm going to be more wired up than Zenitsu when he sees a girl crawling out of a box that hasn't Mm. talked to anyone in months and says that that's it. That must be his girlfriend. So see, I'm not going to make promises, but it's possible that season three, that West coast Walker won't even eat a sandwich while we're recording the podcast. I mean, if they make like, food pills 
before then but <laughs> until then i've got to eat sam i've got to eat a sandwich i can't <laughs> i can't talk with empty hands oh uh, i love the idea of someone showing up on like joe rogan's podcast with just a big blimpy sub like hold on joe no 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 she'll be like are you fucking kidding me right now that is amazing where did you get that he's like that sandwich looks awesome it looks amazing but have you ever tried dmt (laughs) all right i guess let's let's wrap it up here Real Folk Dudes signing off. We're out of here like last year. We will be back with more content because the Real Folk Dudes will never die. Spike! Spike, <laughs>